welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And in this episode, we're going to talk about a new movie that's on Netflix. It's called The Woman in the Window. And Matt's going to tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so this just premiered on Netflix um, about a week ago. It stars Amy Adams as a woman who lives in a huge brownstone-style house uh, by herself. And she suffers from agoraphobia. Which is, I guess, fear of open spaces. Yeah, going outside and yeah. being in open. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a husband or estranged husband, or ex- I don't know if he's an ex-husband or not. I was I was unclear on that. But uh, played by Anthony Mackie, who she talks to on the phone, and a, and a daughter that you know she says is, is living with him. Um, and she has a, a psychiatrist that comes over and talks with her, and that's played by Tracy Letts, who also um, adapted the screenplay for this uh, from the book by A.J. Finn. Um, and one day some people move in across the street and it's a, it's a man and a woman and their teenage son and Gary Oldman is the, the husband. And then, um, one day Julianne Moore shows up at Amy Adams house and, and they hang out for a little bit and she's just, you know, I'm the wife or whatever. And so they, they, they bond and then, um, Amy Adams one night then looks over and, and believes she sees a murder occur next door. And so it's sort of a psychological thriller. Uh, who done it? Was it done? Is she kind of hallucinating because of some of the psychotic drugs she's on? Um, I, I'm going to say a couple things here real quick. Um, this is directed by Joe Wright. Joe Wright um, has directed some, some fairly well-known movies. He directed Darkest Hour. Uh, a few years ago, um, the soloist uh, atonement, uh, pride and prejudice, the one with uh, Kira Knightley. Uh, he's got quite a good pedigree and then he's, you know, he's directed this movie and, um, I like this movie. And that said, we're going to do the tomato meter scores first, uh, because, <laughs> Uh, the critic scores are rotten 26% and the audience score is a 39%. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to you. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, you know, I don't think I had read any reviews of this movie prior to watching it. I had some reservations about watching it cause I was aware of the rotten tomatoes numbers. Um, so I didn't have very high expectations, let's say going in. Um, but this movie is actually pretty good, certainly not deserving of those scores. And I'm not really sure where all these critics are coming from and where the audience is coming from, because I quite enjoyed the movie. Um, I thought it was actually pretty, very well directed um, and edited. And the movie looks fantastic. Um, I love the brownstone, this huge house that she's living in. I love the lighting that's in the house. A lot of time it's very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy Adams, I think gives uh, an outstanding performance. Um, you know, she's always a, a very likable actress. And um, here she's, she's, she's likable, but um, you also always have some, some doubts about her sanity. I mean, the movie really kind of builds this up. Um, and she, I think she portrays that very well. Yet you're always on her side. You're always wanting things to work out for her and 
um, for her experiences to be real. Cause you know, you're never sure because she's on the medication she's on cause she, you know, has some issues. You never, you're never sure if what she's experiencing is real. And I think the movie does a interesting job of portraying that and, and kind of using that to build some suspense and mystery into the, into the story. Now I'm not saying that this is a completely original, um, conceit. I think it does borrow a lot from a lot of particularly old movies. Um, it references Hitchcock movies, um, quite explicitly (laughs) several times. Um, the character played by Amy Adams is a fan of old movies and she watches a lot of old movies. And I really liked the way the scenes from the movies that she's watching are kind of, kind of seep into her, her dreams and her, her unconsciousness. And, um, it just kind of is very kind of unsettling and strange. And I think it just builds a really good mood. Um, yeah. So this movie is actually pretty good. Well, what did you think? Yeah. Well, no, I, I, quite enjoyed it. It kind of reminded me, it's a bit of a throwback to those 90s thrillers that I enjoyed and sometimes like to watch again because they don't, except for this one, I don't think they make movies like those anymore, which, you know, I'm, t- I'm talking about like, you know, the movies with like Morgan Freeman and Ashley Judd and mm-hmm. Denzel Washington, like the one he did, I think The Bone Collector with Angelina Jolie and Queen mm-hmm. Latifah. It's kind of the feel of it reminded me of that. And I mean that in a good way. Um, the cinematographer for this was uh, Bruno Delbonel, and it, it's it looks really good. It's a good looking movie. Um, the the shadows and the, and, the, and, the, and the lights and the production design on this brownstone that they did they had is is quite good. Um, I found it suspenseful in parts, um, and it is very it, it is well not very it's it it takes a page from Rear Window. And one thing I liked about this is the fact that they introduced the possibility that she is hallucinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and another thing I liked about it is how sometimes things are photographed from her point of view. So, like, after she believes she sees this murder, you know, a whole bunch of people come to her house, police and then other folks, and they're all kind of standing there in the room. And sometimes they kind of appear one by one. And it's, I just love the way, and you're looking at it like from her point of view. And, you know, first there's like, you know, the, the police detectives. And then, boom, here's somebody else mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden. And, and then, boom, somebody else. And then yeah. there's somebody else in the background. And it's like, are, are all these people real? Or is she, what is, what is real and what is she imagining? Is this whole thing imagined? And another kind of, I like that twist. And before I go into this, it's going to sound like I'm about to spoil the ending and I'm not. So don't worry. (laughs) But with this type of a movie, okay, um, usually with this type of a movie, so like something like a rear window or a Manhattan murder mystery, when you look at it in hindsight, you think to yourself, oh yeah, well, there was obviously something, you know, funny going on. And, and whatever. Otherwise, the movie would be pointless, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but so that was always in my head when I was watching this. But then again, the good twist that they threw in, which keeps you kind of guessing and not sure, is the fact that she could possibly be hallucinating. There is that possibility. You know, you don't know about you don't know whether or not she is until 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 the end. And I, I like how they handled it the ending um 
which again I, I know I've heard I read after like there were reshoots for this ending. Uh, I mean, this movie this movie actually was supposed to have come out I think in originally in 2019, mm-hmm. and then they had a test audience kind of not like the ending, so they reshot the ending, and then it was supposed to come out in 2020. I remember seeing previews in the theaters for it uh, early last year, and then the pandemic hit, and so now it's on Netflix. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think the acting's good. I think the direction's good. The cinematography's great. Um, I found it to be suspenseful in parts. I, I, I quite liked it. Yeah, I did too. And I, that's a really good point you make about seeing things from her perspective sometimes. And you're right, the way that they kind of staged things. Everything is, there's something just a little off kilter. Um, sometimes. And so, yeah, you're not, you're never sure if what she's experiencing is really happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's an interesting level to this that, you, you know, you don't have in some of those other movies that this movie otherwise references. Um, and, you know, looking back on this movie, I can actually see how it could have ended in different ways and would have been satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you're right with something like rear window, it would not have been satisfying if it had ended in a different way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, what do you give this out of 10? Uh, I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10. I give it a 7.6. Okay. So I guess I'm just going to bump that up and say our score is a 7.6. Sure. We already said what it was in the tomato meter. <laughs> so that is Woman in the Window. If you have Netflix, I would I would recommend um, watching this. I think it's, you know, it is, I'm not going to try and make this out like it's Citizen Kane or something like that. But I mean, I think it's a good, you know, fun, suspenseful way to, to spend an evening if you want to turn on Netflix and watch it. I agree completely. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Thanks.